hail our fair Riverdale. COVID-19. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin, and this here is John. Hi. Hi, I stole Hi. your name today. Wow. Every- what am I supposed to talk about? Everything is weird, and we are just recapping Riverdale. It's been um, quite the week. Everybody, yeah. Some some things have happened both in the world of Riverdale and beyond. So this episode is probably gonna be a bit more of a group therapy session than just a normal breakdown of the episode. I am, of course, talking about the fact that Paramount pushed the release date of A Quiet Place Two, a cultural event that I know we were all really looking forward to, and now will not get to see. For a while. And movies that aren't A Quiet Place Two have also moved. What were you looking forward to? Fast 9, uh, oh, F9, which yes. got pushed back a fucking year. Yeah, I don't understand why. An entire year? Do you have any idea why it would be a full year? Is there a reason? They got it. They got to release it in the summer, I think. Okay. They got to release it early in the summer. And so But the summer's not April. It kind of is for movies. Okay. April is when uh, summer blockbusters like start coming out. They've oh. even been pushing into March a little bit. Weird. Okay. Yeah. And I guess they want to make the, the gonzo summer money, so they, they made a call for a whole year. Yeah, that's strange. Which is really, really funny, though, when you think about how they started this marketing campaign with a fucking concert event. I'm with, sorry, what? Yeah, <laughs> they had a whole concert event with Pitbull that led to the release of the F9 trailer that was supposed to be the kickstart to their whole marketing campaign. Like, they spent money on this, and now it means nothing. And they're going to have to restart the engine in a year. But what if we get another Pitbull concert? This one we could go to. That would be exciting. I know, I think that we, we forget how Pitbull is so influential. I'm impressed. I'm shocked that... Mar- uh, Black Widow, Marvel's Black Widow hasn't moved. Yet. I think it will. Probably. Um, there is some good stuff. Though. Although, like the the weird thing is, like when you start getting into Marvel and MCU, mm. are all of their plots and all of their different things so connected that you can't delay one or the other? Like, mm. does Black Widow have to come out before Falcon and Winter Soldier comes out on Disney Plus? I heard that that production paused. I figured they had already shot everything. I don't think so. I, I would have assumed, but I don't think that they have. I know production on one of the Marvel movies is paused. P- production is paused on a lot of stuff. Do you ever wonder if maybe, like, we live in L.A., work at entertainment. Do you think that maybe our listeners are like, what are these people talking about? I just go see movies when I go to the movies and I buy a ticket. <laughs> I get surprised every single time. Well, hopefully we, we, we present it in an educational way. For yeah. example... I can't speak to exactly what happened on Riverdale, but I can tell you what happens when a TV show shuts down production, because that happened to me at my work. Uh, we finished up work as a normal day on Thursday, and mm-hmm. then the production coordinator, my supervisor, gets a call from one of the top producers, and <laughs> just like shocked expression okay okay well everyone else in the room and more people keep coming into the room watch mm. as she's on the phone and like being like oh no what's happening she hangs up and tells us that uh our season is officially ending with the production of our 20th episode of the year it turns and out a production assistant has coronavirus it's john one of our one of our actresses called out sick that day Ooh. uh she did not get tested apparently she wasn't uh, showing any of the symptoms to get 
tested. And yeah, that's been common. Our 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 workforce is mostly people in their sixties. It's a lot of people who were young when the show started, and I've just four hundred years later, the show's <laughs> still on the air. I've just never, never uh, left the show. So it sounds like Mark Harmon and the other top dogs made the decision that to keep our crew uh, safe, and they ran this by all the cast, and the cast was pretty on board with it. Yeah, like, they don't need the money. They they decided to take the uh, end the season there which only sucks because we were two episodes away from shooting our 400th episode oh my god yes yeah wasn't there like a celebration or something we were gonna do a whole party a yeah. whole thing and instead assuming season 18 comes around whenever it comes around that'll be the second episode of the season that could be fun it could honestly be better yeah i wonder if they'll change anything with the time they'll have but we know that riverdale Similarly, a quote-unquote team member uh, tossed, tested positive for coronavirus. I think it was a, a person in that team <clears throat> member's life tested positive. I don't think it was the team member themselves because Warner Brothers issued a statement saying that nobody on their production actually was tested positive for it. Oh, okay. I think it was, and I'm just speculating, all this is speculation, but I think it was probably like somebody in that person's household. It could be like a roommate or it could be like a you know husband, wife, Mm-hmm. brother, sister, whatever. Yeah. So, because Warner Brothers did issue a statement that, like, even though even though no one actually has coronavirus on our productions, we're suspending everything for the safety of everyone. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and we know this is a very weird time. I don't know if you... I, I mean, not to be like, we have listeners from all over the world. But, like, I know for <laughs> a fact that, like, we do have some listeners from New Zealand, Australia, places like that, mm-hmm. which other side of the world like literally so i know things are obviously different there but you know this is a global pandemic um and you know people are taking it seriously and i don't want to tell everyone how to live their lives but i know that here we are practicing um social distancing and when i say we i mean not the fucking girls on instagram who are still going out bar hopping I'm not telling you that you guys can't do that, but I am raising a strong eyebrow. So we're also literally drinking tea right now because immune system has And we're sitting health. so much further apart than we usually we're do. We're really not. <laughs> um, I've also kind of gotten to the place where I feel like uh, I'm, I'm going to use this time to write... I'm going to try my best not to download The Sims until it gets too desperate of times. Um, and yeah. Kaylin, I came home from work on Friday oh, no. to find out the Wi-Fi was busted. I know, I knew that because, yeah, Brendan. Kill me. Said, if I have to go through this entire thing without the internet, like. Do you not have internet now? Yes. There's a technician coming by today. Okay, that's good. Amazing they're still doing house calls. Yeah. I was really nervous to be like, sorry. That would suck. Yeah. But. Well, can you hotspot off your phone? That's what I did to even put together the notes for today. Yeah. Well, you're a hero. I mean that, actually. I'm not being sarcastic. <laughs> um, you really are, because that would drive me insane. You know how I'm, like, pretty chill? You? Okay, so it's true. I'm not chill, right? No, no, no one thinks you're chill. No one thinks I'm chill? No. Who is chill? I don't know, Ian. Ian's pretty chill. Okay, not Ian. Someone else. <laughs> <laughs> he is pretty chill. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what you want. <sighs> Brittany's pretty chill. 
Yeah, Remy <clears throat> is pretty chill. Yeah. Okay. She's pretty chill. Mm-hmm. They both have glasses. Do you think that's a coincidence? No, no. I think it's a requirement. <laughs> okay, cool. It's just they understand life in a different way because they sometimes have to drop triple digits for mm-hmm. uh, for th- for glass on their face. I see what they're saying. I never knew glasses were as expensive as they are. Do you have perfect vision? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I can feel it going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Glasses are expensive. Warby Parker's uh, pretty cheap, though. That's what I heard. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, relatively speaking, there's still glasses. Brennan and Cosmo both wear. Yeah. I wear Warby Parker when I wear glasses. I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been replaying a video game called The Last of Us. In oh, which don't a, do that. Uh, I know what that an is. infection hits the entire world. Don't do that. And years after a quarantine, you're playing as one of the only survivors trying to trying to make it through that terrible planet. I think it helps. That the movie or not the movie, the HBO series for that was just announced. That's right. Can't well, tell if it's good or not. <clears throat> it's a great video game. My manager texted me and she's like, "Yeah, I have a pitch weirdly about a virus." And I was like, not sure if this is a good time or a bad time. <laughs> like, I'm Well, clear. it's more of a fungal thing, mm. which this is not. Wait, is the last of us zombies? I thought it was zombies. It's... Is it no zombies? They're zombies, right? You, you know how when we don't want to say zombies, we call them infected? Yeah. Yeah. But they're zombies. Well, sure, but they grow fungus. So, like, the basic ones run and are zombies, but then there's also ones that, like, they don't have eyes anymore because the fungus grew through their face. That's absolutely And horrible. they make a clicking sound like bats. They use echolocation to find you and kill you. Why are they trying to kill you? Because of the infection. So the infection makes you violent? Yes. So they're zombies. Yes. I think we need to start thinking about what zombies are as people who are sick and want to kill you because the thing that made them sick wants to kill you. Does that make sense? Those are zombies to me. Sure, but um, in this case, like, there's no coming back, so... So it's like you get the... It's not like it's you It's not die. so much that you're killing a person or a zombie. You're killing the thing that killed that person. Okay. Yeah. Yes, they're zombies. I don't know what you want from me. They're zombies. I want you to confirm that we're just talking about zombies. Sure, but they will never use the word zombies. Is that, like, trademarked? Because, like, Walking Dead doesn't do No, it's either. just not scientific. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I'm gonna look into this. Why? Because I have all <laughs> the time in the world. I mean, you could be playing The Sims, is all I'm hearing. God, I want to download The Sims. Guys, <clears throat> if, you're not, if you're not into us talking about coronavirus and you want us to talk about Riverdale, we're gonna get there. Skip ahead. 30-second shit, that whole thing. Um, but here's the thing. So I'm just going to talk to you guys for a few minutes about The Sims. The Sims was my absolute favorite game from like ages 10 to like now. Like it is my favorite. It's Zelda Majora's Mask and it is The Sims. These are the video games that are important to me. Mm -hmm. The Sims, I would play that. I would think about it all day at school and then I would come home and I would play it. And like it was never one of those things I outgrew. The only reason I don't play The Sims now is because I have a job. And because, like, I want my social life to, like, be with other actual people. It's not because I don't enjoy The Sims or because I wouldn't play it for six hours at a time. Like, I would, if I could, I, like, I can't even. No, <sighs> The Sims isn't a game you play. It's a game that consumes you. Consumes for, you. For brief periods of time. And the until, you're, until you finally break away. And, like, a few months later, you come back to it. You start weird, getting itches. The thing about it that's weird is that <clears throat> The Sims is just playing life. <laughs> like it's not really any different. It's a simpler life. It's where you can yeah. type in a code word and get fifty thousand simoleons. Right, that's true. That's the best. That is the best. I like it for so many reasons. It's a perfect game. I think I will play it. I have a computer that I don't really use that much. No, no, you need to write. I know. Fuck 
do a writer sprint. Make sure you get an hour of writing in, and then you can download The Sims. That's hard. Because The Sims is looming. I haven't downloaded it yet, so, so that's fine. If you start, you won't stop. I know, exactly. So I'm thinking that maybe I'm going to give it, I'm going to see if I finish something, then I'll give myself a Sims. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. And then when I'm waiting for notes back from that thing, I'll I'll do the Sims. Okay. And then when I get notes... You'll keep playing the I'll Sims. I'll keep playing the Sims. And then everything around me will crumble, but the Sims will never die. Right. The Sims don't have coronavirus. They don't. Imagine. They get to go outside. Imagine. It's escapism. Oh my God. We can go outside. We just can't hold hands. Everyone's just out walking their dog. Yeah. Dogs can't get it. Phil's bored already. Riverdale? Yeah, we should talk about Riverdale. Caitlin, um, <sighs> what is the title of this episode of Riverdale? It's called The Locked Room, which is where we all live now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's actually it's based on a mystery novel by Swedish writers. Oh my god, I'm going to butcher these names. Maj Swahwal. I'm so sorry. And Per Walu. I'm so sorry. Published in 1972. I'm never saying the, games, the names again. It's part of their detective series revolving around Martin Beck. Thank God that's easy. And their Harry Hole. Oh my God, I can't. Um, so it's about, it's two plots running simultaneously. Um, it's about, they need to solve a spree of bank robberies. And here's the one thing I will say about the locked room. A locked room mystery is typically a crime is committed. Listen, a crime a crime is committed in a locked room. Like, for example, somebody is murdered in a room with no windows or no doors. How did they die? Mm-hmm. And then it could be like, oh, they were poisoned, and then they built a house around themselves. That's not a real mystery, but that would be an answer. Incredible. Right. <laughs> right. So that's not a thing. But that's the concept of a locked room mystery. Does that they, happen in the book? They don't really do that here. But yeah, so the idea here is that um, they there is the locked room mystery, I think, here is that there was like a person who died inside, but the windows, the windows were all closed. So like, how did he get shot? Mm-hmm. But he got shot through a window and the window like closed. <laughs> So it's basically a mystery novel. I won't spoil it for everyone, though I did kind of just spoil it. Um, but it, it also interweaves, like, this bank robbery mm-hmm. thing. So it's, it's one of those classic, like, that case and that case turn yeah. out to be the same case at the end things. Essentially, that's what I'm finding from this Wikipedia page. Cool. cool yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. A lock for a mystery is not what Riverdale does here. No, the, this episode <laughs> is a fundamental misunderstanding of a locked yes. room mystery. It's not... You lock your suspects in a room. It's you're locked in with every potential suspect. Like I always think, Clue is like a locked room mystery. Like well, everyone's stuck in the mansion. No one's leaving until they figure out who murdered the person. Well, the idea of the idea is actually the the idea of a locked room mystery is that it's an impossible crime mystery. Yeah. So it's the idea like how did this happen when it was committed under a circumstance where it seemed impossible for a crime to be committed. So, like, if everybody was around a person and then they, and then they mysteriously, the lights go off and then they mysteriously died, but nobody has yeah. any weapons in their hands or anything like that. Right. It's like, well, what happened? I always figure, like, a murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, that's, I guess that's pretty close because everybody was in their rooms. He was in his room. I think, he died. Yeah, I yeah. think we're operating on different definitions. But, I think we are. Well, but both I, of them are more accurate than what Riverdale does in this episode. Well, yeah, this, 
this is not this is not a locker room mystery. No. But I think the idea of a locker room mystery is that an impossible crime happens in a room where it should be impossible for a crime a crime to happen. Mm-hmm. So, so if you're in a bank vault and you're <laughs> seemingly alone, and then they open the bank vault and fuck your dead, like what happened? Like nobody but got like in specifically or out. murdered. Murdered, yes. Right. It's not like, oh, he just, <laughs> he, he choked, yeah. He yeah. forgot what happened. Um, Murder on the Orient Express, I guess, actually could be considered one, possibly. I, I really, is that an official definition? Because my thing has but always been everyone needs to be, like, it's it's a locked room mystery, is they lock everyone inside after the murder takes place, and they're not leaving until they solve the mystery. I mean, this is the definition uh Although you are reading the book called The Locked Room, so... Here is it from CrimeReads.com. Crime Reads. So, a locked room mystery is a crime that has been committed in a room or other location that's been sealed from the inside with no way out. An example is a dead man found inside a windowless room that's been sealed from the inside, dead dead from a gunshot wound that people outside the room heard fired, yet inside the room there's no gun and no way for the culprit to have escaped. Thus, a locked room is only part of the equation. The key is that the situation appears impossible. Impossible crime is often used as a synonym for a locked room, locked room crime. It's the umbrella term for any seemingly impossible crime that's solved with a rational explanation at the end. Sometimes it's referred to as a miracle problem. But then there's also the closed circle. The mystery involves a limited number of suspects, such as strangers brought together onto a secluded island with no way for anyone to be rescued or leave. Um, and it's sometimes mistakenly referred to as a locked room mystery. A um, story can be both, but a closed circle doesn't necessarily mean it's an impossible crime. Okay. Um, well. Yeah. You know what's important? What? Jughead's still fucking wrong. <laughs> yes. Jughead, as it turns out, is wrong. And yet, always thinks he's right. God. The best. But you understand You know what the problem is? Stonewall's not a good school. I mean, there's like four students who go here. Mm-hmm. So, it's and great. several of them get murdered. This episode is written by Aaron Allen. He just wrote Varsity Blues, the one where a mad dog takes performance-enhancing drugs and suffers no consequences. It's not performance-enhancing, it is just opioids. Oh, great. So, so that's a problem. <clears throat> uh, this episode is directed by Tessa Blake. It's her first episode of Riverdale, but she has directed some uh, Nickus New Orleans. What? And uh, an episode of A Million Little Things, <gasps> an episode of Veronica Mars, what? and some iZombie. Dope. Hmm. I love A Million Little Things. I know you do. Mil- million Little Things. Mil Lil? Mil Lil. Mil Lil Things. The Rural Jur. Rural Jur. I'm going to write that script, <laughs> and I'm going I'm to have it be a series. you got to cast the exact people yes. from 30 the Rock. Rural, rural, the Rural Jur. So hard to say. Uh, yeah, I've titled this episode, A Whole Lot of Talking, Not Much Happening. Yeah. And again, we have to just blunt force the whole thing, because it's just one straight plot. I know, I was thinking that. I was like, this is going to be another episode where we don't break it down. It, I mean, to dedicate an entire episode... To Jughead explaining what we've been watching all season is a bold miscalculation of what we want to see from the show. Can we talk about There's no drama to any of this. Jughead is such an asshole in this episode. He's the worst. He, like, when he yells at Mr. Chipping, not Mr. Chipping, Mr. DuPont, I, I was like, I know that he's very bad, but respect your elders. <laughs> like, like, you're being an asshole. Also, like, he didn't murder you. Right. So I mean, he did murder I mean, people. Like, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. 
again, nothing holds water. We're going to get into it. I'm excited. So Jughead is living life in the sex bunker. Did we Uh, make that up? Did we make up the sex bunker? We did. Did we invent the sex bunker? Hard to say. Uh, I feel like we did, but like even in that season, Cheryl had the line where it's like, uh, don't like like clean before you have sex there. Or something right, like that. right. Which or like bring sheets, bring your own sheets. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> I've been saying that to myself every time I watch the episode. So, yeah, there's a microwave down there, and how how is there a microwave? How is there power? <laughs> okay. Is there a shower? Still no confirmation on that one. <laughs> there is a toilet. I think I saw a toilet. Right, but we can't confirm nor deny if that exists either. I know. Like, how did this get connected to, like, plumbing and everything? Two obituaries ran for Jughead, one in the Riverdale Register and one that presumably Betty wrote in the blue and gold. Yeah, Jughead, he would read your own obituary. He he did watch his own wake. Uh, And he's, I don't know, they're talking about, like, he's trying to solve a why done it because he knows the Stonies did it, but if he knows the Stonies did it, then why are we doing any of this? <laughs> I know, I don't get it at you, all. You don't need to prove motive if you were fucking there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there is one thing that they do in this episode that, that I think they really needed to do or else I would have just, like, lost my shit, and that's explain the fire pit scene a little bit more. <sighs> it's... Oh, it's dodgy though. It is. <laughs> it is stretched to the limit. It is, but it, it works enough. It barely works. It works enough so that I'm like, okay, you guys it's didn't just, forget. It's some bullshit though. Yeah, I think this whole plotline is a little bit of some bullshit. I am not to get to the end, but the fact that this whole thing turned out to be a wash. And that maybe the only thing that comes out of this is potentially uh, Betty and Archie could get together. Imagine. Is fucking insane. Imagine that the only way they could conceive of putting Betty and Archie together is to jump through, like, this insane mystery. This whole whole Jughead plot, just to have him not be in school for a couple of days and then have have to, like, fake a romance. It doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't it have made a little bit more sense if Jughead faked his death, but Betty didn't know, and then Betty was so angry with him? Yes. That she turned yes. To the then there would have been consequences. I Instead, think, there are no consequences for anything. I think that the one thing is. I don't understand why they don't get this. I think they could break up Archie. I, mean, I think they could make up break up Archie and Veronica and break so up easily. so easily any day. <laughs> And you could do it in a single episode, and everyone would be like, yeah, that makes sense. They were on the rocks for a while. (laughs) They never talked about anything. Betty and Jughead, I think you could even break them up. Uh, It would be, like, a little harder, but you could do it. I mean, they did it three times in season two. Right. So you could do it. The trick is making it stick. Right. Like Jughead says, until it sticks. The hard part, I think, is getting Betty and Veronica's friendship, because I think that's, like, the more, like, oh, I don't want to fuck with that. If I was... I mean, I guess. What have they done together? I recently? agree. I agree. Like, are any of these kids friends? No, I've said that since day one. <laughs> I've said since day one none of them are actually friends. But, like, or like Veronica and Jughead have never had a conversation. So Jellybean figured it out instantly when, <laughs> when when Betty asked for fake blood. Okay, see... There, She's like, listen, I may have been off screen for the entire <laughs> season, but I know what you're using this for. This actually made me really happy because wasn't I screaming about this, like, 
several episodes ago. You've never like, screamed about anything. I've never, well, it loudly <clears throat> talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been mad. Because um, I was like, Betty was like, hey, where's that fake blood? I'm going to go smear it. Like, obviously. <laughs> yeah. She'll have been had to know. Or else she's just a fucking idiot. Right, and right. And she's not a fucking idiot. She's the smartest person. The question the is, show. was that planned? I think it was. All right. Well, planned is... I, I or did this writer be like, I guess I got to explain that. Yeah. I feel like the, it's fine for them not to have planned it from the very jump. Mm-hmm. But I think the problem is when, if you're not going to clean up your own mess, like, don't write yourself into a hole you can't claw your way out of. Mm-hmm. So. They, they clawed. They fucking clawed. They they told FP, and frankly, guys, I don't, I don't like having to deal with these fucking scenes <laughs> because at the end of last week they told us who knows right who knows did. the truth i don't need scenes about how everyone found out because we already know that everyone right that all these people know yeah archie told mary the one with veronica and hermosa is funny because hermosa is like well clearly betty and veronica are <laughs> yes, in a sexual that. relationship and wanted to kill jughead <laughs> off which is fantastic. That's and such a better story. If if the this season ends with surprise, it's not Veronica or it's not Barchi. It's Veronica and Betty together. Yeah. It's Betty or Betty, whatever. Bar- what did they they called it something? Veronica. Veronica. I feel like there was more of a popular couple name than that, but I can't think of it. Betty. Betty mm-hmm. seems weird. Veronica is probably what it was. Mm. Jughead has lunch. Like, did we need to do it? Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> you Definitely <did>. not. <laughs> you didn't. There's I, the answer. I'm happy that they acknowledge that. Especially they didn't. considering like how the rest of this episode goes. You didn't. At all, even, even on a dramatic point, it bled to nothing, man. No, uh, Jughead got to yell at his teacher. <laughs> That was, like, really mean. <laughs> he killed people, Caitlin. Yeah, I was still mean. Jughead spends all day and night on his murder board. Oh, murder board. Murder board. Murder board. Attempted murder board. It, yeah, he's like, they killed me. Dude, they... I guess? I mean, they didn't kill like, His heart did temporarily stop. This happens later, but they use CPR to save Jughead from a head wound? <laughs> That's just not how that works, man. Imagine if you just, like, it just made it worse. (laughs) I just... Oh, no, you put more oxygen to his head. I just... Oh, God. I heard the blood went around, and now there's more coming out of his head. Oh, it's like a doll. It's like pressing the, like, blood. Gross. I I don't... I don't really understand why they didn't hit him harder. Yeah, are you kidding me? Right. If this is, like, the choices, like... The the reveal is Why that Jughead's only alive because the Stonewall kids are super smart, except when they're the fucking dumbest <laughs> people on the planet. Oh, yes. Well, let's continue because I have thoughts. So, Betty says they found, quote-unquote, him, and he agreed, so let's do this. You know who they're talking about. He oh, walks the, through a door dramatically oh, later in this episode. The grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. I did not care about this while I... No, no. This is... In fact, it definitely hurts the plot a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah. Like, why do we care? He's still an abusive drunk, so, right? Of course, at Stonewall, uh, the only four, three uh, students that go there are reading Crime and Punishment because, of course, they fucking are. Yeah. These people need to get out of the crime genre. Like, is this like a class all about it? It's a little confusing. DuPont only has one skill. Yeah. I'm like, you're going to read, like, Great Expectations eventually, right? Jughead and Betty walk into the room dramatically. Brett is just so stoked to oh see God, to friend. see Jughead alive. And he's losing friends left and right. 
His second uh, best friend, Jonathan. Jughead. Yeah. I guess after Betty. Yeah, they're not that close. Yeah. Well, apparently. Jughead gets to say, rumors of my death have been greatly exaggerated, because of course he does. Literally, how do people befriend Jughead? Jughead would never talk to me. Like, you like, have to grow up with him, I guess. I think. Like, but people, there a lot of fans on the internet are like, Jughead is the perfect man. You're making a face, but it's true. I just feel like if you had to spend more than an hour with him, you'd be like, oh, Jesus, this guy. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, no offense. He's the only guy who takes over every conversation you try to have. And it's like always about mystery novels, every single right, one. Right, right. He'll, he'll deride you for watching like a TV show, even if it's like a really smartly plotted one. Vanderpump rules, really? <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, no, he definitely hates reality TV. Yeah. But then diatribes about it so much that you're like, I'm going to watch six more hours of The Bachelorette. Right, Just because right, right. fuck you, Jughead, that's why. Right, that's why you do it. That's why. I actually don't. I really don't watch much reality TV, but not for any reason other than I have so many other TV shows I want to watch. Yeah. So. So Jughead proclaims that this is a locked room mystery, which we've been over. Uh, no, it's not. Yeah. No, and you just lock people in a room. Right. So that right. you could dramatically tell them how you solved their mystery. Yeah, none of it is any of the definition of the locked room mystery, period. Donna is like, I knew you were alive. Which again, why did we give her that information if she doesn't get to wield it in any meaningful way. Right. She figures out Jughead's alive, and then Jughead just walks in, and she goes, I knew it. And they're like, yeah, we don't care. We right. knew it. Doesn't mean anything. You didn't do anything with that. That's true. She didn't do anything <clears throat> she with did, that. She just went home and was like, I think Jughead's alive. Uh, and I then, couldn't sleep with And then knowledge. Jughead was like, I am alive. She's like, I, she doesn't even win because of it. She gets nothing from this. No, nothing. Nothing. It's like, Cool. So nothing means anything. Hey, isn't it weird that both Jughead and Moose started at Stonewall in their senior year? Because apparently that's where this all begins. Uh, yes, that's weird. Transfers in senior year? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I mean, in this world, no. That's I mean, not that strange. In teen drama, it's not that uncommon. In actual life, it seems pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. For no reason to transfer schools. So this episode starts doing a bunch of flashbacks because it's not exactly the most inventive version of detective solves crime and tells everyone about it. Why do they need to tell them about it? Right? They could have just, you know, had Charles come in and be like, hey, I searched your house. Yeah. Uh, we got you. We'll tell you why later when we have you in handcuffs. The, the Donna part of this all makes... Oh my god. Is, no, it doesn't work at all. It doesn't make sense. It well, makes her a fucking psychopath. It, like, more than I thought she was, actually. I guess. I mean, should we get there when we get there? Yeah, I guess so. Fine. This is a story about, according to Jughead, grandparents and grandchildren. The camera looks at Donna, because we'll see later. Uh, and he says, oh, the mystery really begins when Moose vanished, like the Stonewall 4, but actually went to military school because Chipping got rid of him to send him to military school. Right. Because he knew Moose was going to be murdered. I feel like Moose could take these kids. Moose is named Moose. He's a football player. So, like, they're not strong, clearly. And, like... Joan is clearly terrible at hitting people on the head with rocks. Also, like, why wouldn't they just poison these human beings? It's not the perfect murder. And it could be. It seems like the easier way to do all of this. They're not looking for easy. They're look- I, I think if anything works, it's the fact that they want this to be an over-the-top kind of flamboyant thing that no one would get caught for. Yeah, I guess so. 
Fake a car accident, that's what I would do. DuPont tries to interrupt, uh, but then Jughead tells him to shut it. That's when he's mean to an elder. He's so mean to his elder. (laughs) How dare he? He's like, as they say in Lord of the Flies, I have the conch, to which I say, we get it, you read books. (laughs) Oh Oh my god. I have actually previously made, like very recently made the conch joke. Was it with you that I made the conch joke? Somebody I was talking to about, I was like, I have... I was like, what is it that they have in Lord of the Flies? Like, I have the conch. Oh, I made it to my, at work. It was a work thing. They go back and they're like, so when you told us that you paid my grandfather for the book rights fair and square, we've decided it's not fair and square. No, you're an asshole about it. You didn't pay him enough because you knew it would be a million dollar idea. Also a million dollars again is nothing. Each book, one million (laughs) dollars. These books are not as popular. No, they're not actually. No, these... I'm pretty sure even, like, the Babysitter's Club, which is, like, a pretty big property, like, nobody would do any of that for this. Like, this is a teen, a series of YA novels. No one reads books anymore. Like, what is happening? Also, arguably, if the news got out that the actual first novel was written by someone else, that would probably boost sales. Mm, Yeah. Well, also, this happens all the time. Literally all of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know those book series that have gone on forever? A lot of them are written by one person in the original format. You know, it's an individual writes it. And then they franchise it almost like a television show. And sometimes they have writer's rooms. And sometimes they just assign people books, like, outlined by the original author. Sometimes It's, like, not that uncommon to do this. It's right. not really that big of a deal. Well, I don't think anyone's surprised by the amount of ghostwriters. Right. I think it would just be, like... DuPont wouldn't get credit for creating it. Yeah, again, obviously this guy has... Is it this guy's got real issues. Right. But I kind of wish that they like leaned into him being a murderer as opposed to being like, better protect my fortune. I mean, for the... I just... I don't want to be mean. Okay. But I wish the guy who played Mr. Chipping played Mr. DuPont. Yeah. Because the guy playing DuPont is not... Hitting the beats quite well, strong enough. To be fair, I think that this character that they've created is illogical <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. So, no, I, but I just mean performance-wise. Mm, I He's not working for me in the way I want really? him Really? I think he's actually pretty good. I think his character feels like a real character. I just don't think it makes sense. Like, I think he, as an actor, he works for me. Yeah. He's a like kind of creepy old man man. But, like, I just don't really understand why. Like, the like I don't get the character so much. Nothing makes sense about the character. Right. Like, like I'm like, are you somebody hell-bent on protecting your book idea that you didn't even create? Yeah. And the money and success that came from or it? Maybe or maybe if the, if the series had gone out of its way to make this seem like it was a bigger deal than just millions. Uh, <laughs> If it was, like, a successful movie franchise or right. something, something more right. uh, than, than, like, because, like, the Hardy Boys are not that popular. <laughs> I don't know why we're, why this has to pretend, like, like if this were the Hardy Boys, like, this would be crazy. Because, like... Now I think we'd be like, oh, wow. I don't want to, I don't want to presume, but listener... When was the last Hardy Boys book you read? I the answer for me is never. I don't doubt. I mean, look, the Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew, like those are popular YA novels, but 
And I'm sure that they have, they're big properties because, you know, they have done like new Nature Geo movies. Like there's like been four or five of them yeah. in the last like couple, the TV show is really good. It's weird because it's obviously Nancy Drew is the Trudy, Tracy True, Tracy True thing. Yeah. Um, but, but like that show comes on after Riverdale basically. Yeah. Um, but the funny thing about this whole thing is that it just seems like it's like paperback books. Right. Like, the books can be popular. Like, I just don't think the there's The stakes not... don't feel this high. Right. Right. Exactly. The stakes... I think that's what it is. Stakes don't feel that high. The stakes aren't high enough. But I also don't think the stakes would be that high even with, like, Twilight or The Hunger Games. Because I just don't think people care about book drama this much. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think there's any mystery novel series that's so popular in the world that, like... Books are just... People would be murdering people to be able to write for. Right. That's the thing that makes no sense. Everyone has to be a psychopath to want to write a book series as badly. Mm -hmm. Also, you'd make more money selling the story to, like, I don't know, Netflix or something about the murderous child's book gang or whatever. Like, I think that that would make a better true crime series than you'd ever make Oh, no. It's the murderous child's book gang. (laughs) Exactly, you get it. So anyway, like that's probably why Mr. Chipping died. Although Brett maintains uh, Donna, he had the affair. Donna's about to do her whole her whole speech yeah. again, line for line. I've I've decided I do like Donna. Yes, in the fact the that she has exactly one move, which is to cry <laughs> and maintain that a man hurt her in some way. Yeah, problematic. And like, but... yeah, it's not great for society. Yeah, uh, but it is kind of funny that like. Again, the show treats these kids like they're like they're intellectual geniuses, and then they're the fucking dumbest kids on the goddamn planet. They're also once they're cornered. Why, if you had all of the money, connections, success in the world, by would you birth, want to write this book series? <laughs> like, why would you care? Maybe you want to write it because whatever you want to write it. Why would you care so much that you're gonna kill other people? Like, that's the thing that doesn't make sense. If this was, like, a group of maybe poor kids who are struggling and this was, like, their way out of a bad situation, that might make a little bit more sense. Do you remember at the start of the season when Jughead pulls out his old Baxter Brothers books and goes, I haven't thought about these in years. (laughs) (laughs) I certainly wouldn't kill anyone to write one. Oh, right. These exist. Um, That's kind of cool, right? Right. Exactly. Like, I love the Babysitter's Club. I love it. I honestly... I. I find those books so entertaining. I actually think they're quite smartly written. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, I'm not going to murder anyone to write the next one. Would I like the opportunity? Probably. Yeah, that'd be great. I would yeah. love that. But, like, I don't want to kill anyone for that. You know? I yeah. don't think that's what all my murder dreams are about. No, that's not what the murder dreams are I about? You know, when I kill someone, I don't know why. I don't think it's to write this one. Listen, YSU. when I stop dosing you with Devil's Breath, you're going to get real confused about all the things you suddenly remember. Weird. I thought they were dreams. <laughs> Including this uh, podcast. Kayla walks around every day going, it'd be cool if I had a podcast. That'd be so sad. <laughs> That'd be so sad. I would never read all the nice things that you guys said about us. Aw. Uh, Betty's like, yeah, you said that story about Mr. Cotter. He also doesn't exist. We know that's just John Travolta. I like how uh, Brett is like, no, what? Yeah, Brett might actually not know. <laughs> Brett's like, I, that story about my dad getting me that prostitute was a real thing. Yeah. You lied about your story? I told a true story. (laughs) Uh, They're like, Rupert had demons. Yeah, I guess. He clearly, clearly had demons. Uh, Probably from the people you had him murder. Yeah, how many people did he murder? Just Just the one. one. It's 
such an easy mystery once they get to, like, the truth. Right. So, apparently the real challenge is not just to write the perfect murder, but is to commit the perfect murder. We knew this. Which, I mean, it would have been kind of dope if Jughead was just, like, assigned to murder someone perfectly. And then he said no, and then he got murdered? Yeah. Also, go to the police. Well, yeah. Go to the police for all this. And, the police and then not- the police wouldn't believe him because these are rich kids, and who is he? Right. And then, like, like, like we could have just played with that. Yeah. Like, much of this mystery isn't isn't you, the audience, going, oh my god, I can't believe I never tied those things together. It's all like, and here's the third thing you never <laughs> knew before that ties everything together. Right. It's not, it's not a figuring out of the clues that we already have. It's adding three more clues that, that just are answers. I have to say, this makes me really appreciate the first season of Riverdale. Because I think they gave us all the clues and we put them together. Yeah, it was the only thing stopping us from figuring out the truth was our own refusal to believe that a father would kill his son. Yes. Which, well, <laughs> guess it happens. Turns out that's all that happens. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of disappointed that it wasn't more twisty, honestly. Like, I was like, Kevin is doing this because he and Jason Blossom were at the river. Here is why. Like, yeah. in this in this essay, I will... That would have that would have relied on like surprise. Here's that thing you didn't know. Right, exactly. I, I like I like things where you didn't know it, but you could have gleaned it. Right. Does that make sense? Stuff like, where you can go back and rewatch things and be like, oh, this is what's going on. Yeah. And not in a way that goes, oh, well, none of this means anything now because it turns right. out this wasn't worth it in the slightest. Right. Say what you will about Pretty Little Liars, but I will say that they gave us enough clues that you could put stuff together didn't always make sense um but the first the reveal of a being charlotte was actually it was problematic for a couple of reasons and we can get into that like later we don't have to get into we don't have to this isn't that podcast that's not that podcast but i will say that from a you know a mystery reason, a mystery point, um, timelines and everything else aside, that you could have figured it out if you if you really were clever and you really looked at all the clues and you screenshotted the right things and you typed in Sarah Harvey's name onto your phone and you realize, oh my god, the phone number, it's Sarah Harvey, and you don't know what this means, but I know what this means. I watched that episode. You did? Yeah, mm. I was with my sister while she watched that episode and she kept going, this makes sense. There we like, go. Yeah. It doesn't at all, but it does. Right, exactly. That's how I felt. So I was like, oh, I get it. And uh, the other thing is, I just want to bring up really quickly, That's I don't know if this is really relevant for Riverdale, but one thing we have to remember when a show has a mystery and a show is ordered for more than, like, ten episodes, that sometimes a person who is, like, the killer or somebody who really should have been in it, like, really should have been, like, the main person we focused on, sometimes they go do other shows. So I think that may have been a thing that happened on Pretty Little Liars. Like, they needed somebody who was going to be available. They needed somebody they knew they could contract in. And that's why they they went ways they did. I guess. Yeah. And I loved that show until its dying breath. And I will forever be grateful for the joy it brought me. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just really emotional. This is a Riverdale podcast. What? (laughs) What? Well, I mean, I think Pretty Little Liars is the reason why, like, I watch Riverdale. I thought I was the reason why you watch Riverdale. No. No. Oh, man. I mean... Was this on your radar? 
Oh yeah. Before I, before I recommend that, okay. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I but that's I just because all teen dramas are. I thought I was special. I mean, um, you can still be special. <laughs> you can still be a special person, John. Mm-mm. I didn't do a podcast with anybody else. You promise? I mean, I didn't. That's a fact. Mm. I don't have time to do another one. So, there we go. Anyway, Moose was apparently chosen to be the next sacrifice, but then Chipping changed his mind. I wish there was a reason why Chipping changed his mind. Yeah. Maybe because he has a family and doesn't need to do this nonsense It's because they only had him contracted for so many episodes. Like three? Yeah, I don't know. Five? He was in a couple. Yeah. The point where I was excited to see what he would become, and then he became dead. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah, so uh, every, every time... A student was awarded the contract to write the Baxter Brothers. One of the Stonewall Four disappeared. Like, are we serious? Like nobody investigated. No it? one looked into this. Right, or just the fact that they disappeared. That there's in there's general? a clear thing that happens every yeah. time. Mm, strange. Also, why did it have to be a Stonewall student who was murdered? That's a great question. Yeah, it didn't. It did answer. not. Right. Yeah. It would have actually been easier if it yeah. wasn't. Yeah. 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 Uh, so Jughead was chosen instead of Moose to put a target on his back. So who killed Jughead? Everybody. Everybody, but also no one. So <laughs> Donna kept Betty busy. Brett led, J- Brett led Jughead into the woods where he, quote, took off my bunny mask and replaced it with my beanie. And I just have to interrupt the show. Why did he have a bunny mask on in the first place? Why were you wearing the bunny mask? <laughs> why, why weren't you talking? You said you had a plan that night. Did you have a plan? Or did you just walk into the, like, decide to stand there creepily with a bunny mask on until Brett went into the woods with you? And then what? What were you going to do in the woods? You didn't do anything. You got hit over the head with a rock. <laughs> Jughead, what were you doing that episode? You walked into that party like you knew you were going to die there, and then you did, and then you didn't. And then you were upset. apparently, uh, that was all just random happenstance. So what? why? Why? Why did you do anything you did in that episode? Because books, John. Because I read books. Like, are you... He just did that to confuse us, the audience? Yeah. He reads books. I don't know. That's Jughead's mode. The meaning we were supposed to get from that shot where he rips off the mask wasn't... That doesn't look like Cole Sprouse. It was, oh, he put on his hat. That's why he's going to (laughs) live. Yes. He put on his hat. That's why he's going to live. Anyway, uh, Joan hit him with the rock and he smelled her perfume. So that's why he notices her. Sure, Jan. Uh, I wonder what Joan wears. (laughs) What if she wears like Britney Spears is curious? (laughs) I smelled Britney Spears' is Curious from the drugstore. <laughs> Haven't smelled it since 2007, but here we are. <laughs> that perfume did not smell great, but was the prettiest bottle ever. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, where's Jonathan? Yes, he, he has food poisoning. Don't, don't worry about Jonathan. Oh. Jonathan's gone off to be on a different show. So they just killed Jonathan, right? They just... Not only did they kill off Jonathan, they're also like, but we don't care about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, almost right. in the dialogue going, yeah, freaking fuck Jonathan, all right? <laughs> we're, here, we're here to get you all in trouble. <laughs> oh, man. The only problem is uh, they did not kill Jughead, because whose job was it to check the pulse? Jonathan. Jonathan. <laughs> Joan says way too loudly and eagerly, <laughs> which makes me think it was Joan's job to check the pulse. It was Jonathan. And then she was like, Jonathan didn't check the pulse. And then they murdered Jonathan. And they're like, guess we'll kill him. That seems easier way to do this. Uh, so they did the devil's breath thing to pin it on Betty. 
And then they send Archie and Veronica after them. Because either Archie would turn Betty in or they would help her cover up the murder. Okay. And they could have gotten away with it if they had just killed Jug. <laughs> Come on. It would have been so much better if Jug was just dead. They save him with CPR? It's a head wound. Yeah. His skull might be bashed in. Yeah. That's not that's not like a like a heart and he's not choking on anything. <laughs> right. No. That's not like, oh, the blood stopped breathing. It's the brain might not be working anymore. Right. Yeah, no, it's it's a... Uh... It's not a great thing. What if he forgot all the books he read? What if he's like, I feel fine, but I that don't remember. That would be fantastic <laughs> if there was laugh, lasting brain trauma. <laughs> I don't remember reading anything. I know. Like, they did that on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. There was uh, the two scientist people who were like, like, the boy was in love with the girl, and Aww. she was coming around on him, and then he sacrificed his life while they were almost drowning, and when they got, or not, he didn't die. Yeah. But, like... He had severe brain trauma. Oh, and he didn't remember loving her? No, he still loved her, but he was like, his brain wasn't oh, like working quite right. Sad. Yeah. It would have been funny if she was like, and I love you too. And he's like, who are you? Yeah, it would have been oh. hilarious. Yeah, for him, not for him, for me. But it works, so fuck me, I guess. Uh, Jughead's first words are, <laughs> no hospital. Why does he say that? They don't know. He literally goes, I don't know. <laughs> Well, I think the idea is that he wants to frame them for the murder. He's like, I guess this is how I knew I had to catch you for the murder. What are you talking about? <laughs> you could have gone to the hospital and still... In fact, you did. You just went to a secret FBI hospital. Well, I like... The only thing I liked, though it makes no sense, was that he was unconscious for several The 36 minutes. hours thing does explain last... Ep- the the two yes. episodes ago where they thought they had killed him. Exactly. That answers that question. And, and that helps. it does It does help that episode. But, like, that episode would have been just as strong with that information. Mm, we could yeah, have done that whole true. episode knowing Jughead was potentially dying but not dead. Mm, yeah. Like, they, the fact that the last two episodes were more meant to shock and surprise us, the audience, and just had, hid information from us... When those episodes would have been exactly the same with us with that information, it just I don't I don't understand why I even do the move. Why not just yeah. again have us be aware that Jughead's not totally dead, so that we can more recontextualize the earlier flashbacks and then worry about potentially keeping him fake dead. Mm-hmm. Also, I love how if Jughead's really dead, they don't talk at all. But now that he's fine, we are totally chill. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. So Charles bought an FBI med van. Isn't it great how they have these incredibly, like, pe- people in incredibly high places just on their side? Yeah. To help. Why Why even bring them to the sex bunker? Why not have them in the FBI building? Why thing, not basement? have the FBI just arrest the Stonewall? Yeah, if the FBI... Right, there. right. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They clean the scene and burn their clothes. And we, we play the cliffhanger from last season where Betty basically goes... Well, Jughead's not dead, but if he is, and then she says the entire dialogue yeah. from last season's finale, and then goes back and like, but he's not dead, so it's fine. <laughs> so it's fine. I love you guys. Such a- forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, which just drives me up a goddamn wall. Yeah. No, it's not great. No. Like, that's why she said that? She, we just happened to catch her? It's, it's like in a romantic comedy. When, when the girl hears the man talking yes. about her and he goes, no, I hate her. 
You know, I only got into this as a, as a bet to see if I could make an ugly girl pretty and then she runs off crying and then he continues on going, but I love her now. <laughs> exactly. But screw everything and that I And if she were here, I'd her. tell her that to her face. I love her so much. Oh, God. Yeah. That it's is... that, but in murder version. Yeah. Yes. Oh, those scenes are great, though. <laughs> Traumatic irony is so fun. I would just love one where, like, they come They come in only hearing the good part and goes, what were you saying before you said that? <laughs> Nothing. What? No. Wait, no. And then they're like, but we saw his dead body in the morgue. Mm. Yuck, really creepy doctor couldn't be into it. And they're like, excuse me, that's creepy doctor junior. <laughs> and, and he was. <laughs> he has nothing. He has a severe addiction <laughs> to, to, or to opium and opioids. And, uh, fueled we, by Archie's uncle. So, <laughs> so. so yeah, he needed that money. Uh, yeah. Also, you, <laughs> the shot of Jughead just doing his own dead person makeup. I love that. Did he do research or does he just know? I love how they're like, well, clearly we saw you in the morgue. I'm like, well, obviously that was a lie. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? You spent the whole last episode believing he wasn't dead. So why are you shocked by this? (gasps) He's alive, but but I thought he was alive. (laughs) DuPont gets the best line where he's like, well, this is way more entertaining than anything you wrote in class. (laughs) Yeah, I love that DuPont's like, you're still a shitty writer. Amazing that Jughead is so dramatic. He's like, well, we gotta lock him in the room and explain all the stuff they already know. What if he just killed Like, they know all of this. They did it. What if Jughead just... What if, like, they just killed Jughead? They, like, like, get a baseball bat. They're just like, well, we're gonna kill you now. Or if there's, like, a hidden security alarm somewhere in the room. It would actually make so much sense if they found a way to kill him now in this room because... What other choices? He's already dead. Right. They never even try to kill him and Betty. Yeah. They don't even really move. Yeah. They, they sit down. Okay. I guess we're getting a show during class today. <laughs> right. This is Thank like, God. Because Joan didn't read Crime and Punishment. A, and she really needed this. Yeah. No, no, no. It's like when they watch a movie in class. Right. It's insufferable. But like, it's this. You're a little bit happy. Yeah. So they brought this up to every ghostwriter. And every ghostwriter asks for their lawyer, which again, like just just try them. Then, yeah, like, the, the, you clearly have evidence. It's not like a, if you don't if you don't you could talk with their lawyer. Like, or like, yeah, if Charles put him in a room with him, he could probably invent in, in, coerce them into confessing. Yeah, you're still allowed to talk to people when they ask for their lawyer. Uh, Dupont never directly told anybody to kill any anybody. Okay. So, like, how did he tell the students to do it? If you wanted to kill someone... Listen, all I'm saying is that this feels like a contract that goes to someone who murders Jughead. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How do you convince a group of people who are already super privileged to do this? Right. Did you want to risk your entire life (laughs) to murder a kid you don't know? Over uh, a book? He wears a hat all the fucking time. Also, do they... Brett's like, I hate that. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> do they all write the book? Yeah, also? I guess they... But they all get the contract? So now you have to share one-fifth that of That sounds fucking awful. Yeah, it does. And it's they so still annoying. they still had to crib Jughead's own version of the story to write that yeah, one. I don't get any of it. Also, why do they make such a big deal of Jughead getting the book? That was still a Yeah, why was... Why was that necessary to the plan? So they're like, we 
we want somebody to win the contract who's not Jughead. Like, but we was also, it part of Donna's plan that he should be flying real high for a bit before they murder him? Also, why? Why is any of this happening? Great question. Why is du- well, why? Chipping killed himself, so they needed to get someone else to write those books. So Dupont just loves murder. The only way this works is if Dupont is a serial killer, and this is his method of serial killing. Here's what I think. I think Dupont had the worst writer's block anyone's ever had. Yeah. He's just like, God, I stole that first book and it did really well. Like, it made a million dollars. I could make nobody. another million dollars. <laughs> Fuck, how do you murder someone? So, I'm sorry. Oh, I got an idea. I'll kill someone for real, and that's how I'll know how to write murder. So he did it, and then he just wrote the second book about that murder, and then he's just been murdering people ever since. Uh, And writing books about those murders. Imagine wanting to make a million dollars so badly, but then also choosing to teach at a school. Mm. Hey, he built that school. I guess. That he also attended. Wait, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Hold on. Wait. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he went He went to this high-profile, prestigious school that he then takes credit for being high-profile and prestigious because of his million-dollar Hardy Boys books. Right. I thought that maybe he literally built the school, but now I realize that's not No, no, because he went to the school. Did, did his dad build the school? Mm-mm. No. The Hardy Boys books built the... Yeah, what are they actually? Baxter, Baxter Brothers. Brothers. I want to point out that I would, in fact, like to read a Baxter Brothers if Riverdale ever wants to write a Baxter Brothers novel tie-in. And if Riverdale ever wants to write one, I'm happy to do the novelization. Is that a threat? It's a threat. Am I going to suddenly be God? It's, it's how I kill John. John, I cannot do this podcast without you. It's true. You need me. I 100% couldn't. This isn't even me being that confident. This is just me being like, I would not do it. Like, it would be upsetting. It would be sad. We would be never have notes. No one would know what the episodes are really based on. I would just... How would you even edit them? I could... That's actually the part that I'm least worried about. Fine. If you were like, Caitlin, I really need you to edit this one, I would figure it out. Oh, this is excellent for me to hear. I mean... Mm. That question might come down the pipe mm. at some point. Yeah. I didn't mean it. You shouldn't have said that. No. I mean, if it's an emergency. Caitlin, can you edit this one for me? No. Damn it. I'm sorry. No. You have to give me, like, littler, less important things. Maybe we do mini episodes. Maybe I'll edit that one. Okay, cool. 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 Yeah. Cool. Like, five minutes. There we go. So, apparently DuPont did kill the members of his old high school literary society. But just one, right? Uh, no, three of them. Three of them. Three characters whose names we never really knew before. Okay. Uh, Theodore Weissel. Oh, right, after. But, like, later on in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Years later. Right. They, like, he published multiple Baxter Brothers novels and then was like, oh, shit, they know I stole the first one. (laughs) I should kill them. (laughs) Uh, So he killed Theodore Weisel, Jane Dallas, and Charles Chickens. Now, I know Charles Chickens is Charles Dickens. Isn't it weird that Charles and Charles, you would name a character Charles when there's already a Charles who's about to walk in the door? Didn't you think that was weird? No, because he's dead. I thought it was weird. They're clearly all all writers. I just don't know who Jane Dallas and Theodore Weisel are based off of. Um, I'm sure Eli Weisel, maybe? The guy who wrote the book Night? He mostly changed the last names, not the first names. Mm. I guess someone on Riverdale really loves Brad Easton Ellis, but do they love him enough to get a tattoo from his first book on their body? I don't think so. Yeah, nothing nothing online can help because I don't have the information to actually look for what I need to look for. Just a reminder, I have a Brad Easton Ellis tattoo. 
Yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Not as big a mistake as some of my other tattoos. Mm, I don't regret any of my tattoos. Oh, that's so Did I tell you, my mom texted me recently. And she said... She revealed that one of the other other moms that she like hangs like like of of all my old my old friends and neighbors like one of the one of their moms revealed that she has a tattoo and <gasps> suddenly my mom had to rethink everything she believes about tattoos she's what like i guess they're not bad it's <laughs> not it's, that you have one it's like it's right? like a handwriting one i think it's from either one of, i think it's from one of her kids oh that's cute yeah my mom's friend a lot of my mom's friends have tattoos actually yeah. Tattoos are not, like... They're becoming pretty normalized. Very, yeah. My mom, like... Especially here. Yeah. My mom's not a huge fan of tattoos, uh, but, like, my dad has a tattoo. Hmm. So, like, a pretty big one. So, yeah, DuPont staged accidental deaths for these three burgeoning writers. Uh, at which point they bring in their guests. F.P., Charles, and, oh, my God, Forsyth. Jughead's grandfather, who really could have told Jughead all of this information when they first met months ago. Yes, that is very true. Like, 100% true. Whoo! Why didn't he? Mm, Jughead's like, hey, I go to the school, and like, they claim, I mean, did you write this book? He should be like, I did. And then he murdered people, and he's probably going to murder you. <laughs> Instead, he's like, don't then worry like, about then it. Then he's like, I was a bad father, and I <laughs> sold it for money, and then I'm going to run away. <laughs> <laughs> but then this episode's like, nah, he didn't run away. He was solving the crime the whole time. Then and it took him a while, and then he had the information, but then he still wouldn't do it because he was scared, I guess? I mean, I get being scared because this guy sucks. Like, DuPont sucks. <laughs> he spent this entire time collecting evidence against DuPont just to be like, see, Jughead's just like his grandfather. Sure. His grandfather sucks. Right. 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 So why was Jughead at Stonewall? Because apparently all this is to lure Forsyth out of hiding. It didn't work because he doesn't love his grandson. <laughs> uh, but when his when his son and Charles came to shame him into showing up, he did it. Also a question. How did Jughead find the grandpa? Uh, off screen. So he, but he just found the address. He and... just found him in the woods in a, in, a, in a bus. So wouldn't it have been easier for... It is frustrating how it was super easy to find him a second time, too, also yes. off-screen, but DuPont never could figure it out. DuPont, like, murdery, like, perfect murder man. Right. A guy with money and resources. <laughs> right. Was like, how am I supposed to find this guy who lives off the grid? Meanwhile, Jughead's like, oh, he lives over there in the woods. Right. <laughs> right I found him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's actually in the Yellow Pages. We just don't look, because the internet... There's not a lot of Forsyth Joneses running around, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not like Bob Smith. Well, how would we okay, ever? Okay, technically there are three Forsyth Joneses running <laughs> right, around. Actually, there are quite a lot, but um, like <laughs> that's still a pretty small pool. <laughs> right, you could you could figure it out. You could process of elimination. <laughs> it's not the son, nor it is the dad. No. Okay. So. And Charles is just like, oh, also this entire time while they've been being so dramatic, the FBI right. have been at your house collecting a whole lot of damning evidence. You kind of leave it out. Right, right, right. He has like a murder picture book that <laughs> like, he's created. It's over, Francis. And then DuPont gives a whole speech about how he built the school that he also attended. <laughs> and he's like, I'm a man of honor. And then immediately dives out the window to kill himself before facing any justice. Well, no, this is what he says. They were like, you have a right to remain silent. And he's like, a writer is only as good as his words. So now I'm going to say nothing and jump out the window. 
So he's like, to stop myself from being silenced, I will silence myself forever. Which... Which jive out of the window was goofier? Chippings or DuPont? I think Chipping went fed face first, but DuPont uh, went, went butt first out the window. <laughs> I just think that it's not that easy to dive out a window. I really don't think it's that easy. It also just looks super stagey. Like, like even from outside the window, it's like, oh, yeah, this is the sound stage. They just lit this part of the set. This is the third time a window um, has been the cause of death. The Gargoyle King... Benjamin Button, whatever that kid's name was, he also jumped out of a window. Don't forget, Polly escaped out of a window in season one. The windows are weird. People jumping out of windows in Riverdale keeps oh, happening. She jumped out of window. She jumped out of that window. She escaped out of that window. There's one person in the writers' room who is the window person. Someone who's like, listen, every time I needed to run away from home, I ran out and <laughs> j- jumped out the window. So why don't we just have them jump out windows more often? Why wouldn't she open the window? I guess that was locked. Uh. Are we asking about Polly in season yeah, one? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, imagine if it wasn't locked. <laughs> and she just ran at it. All I'm saying is that when Barchi is canon, they'll just, like, make a little walkway between their two windows. Oh, like with a board or something? Yeah. That'd be cool. It'll be cute. Yeah, dangerous. Very dangerous. That's, cool. that's kind of their world. Yeah, that's true. Then the boring part happens where they get the actual evidence needed to convict people of crimes. Uh, Charles interviews Joan. Turns out Joan's the one with diplomatic immunity, so Brett really has been full of shit this entire time. Uh, that Donna, I don't get either. So, so Brett's dad's not a diplomat? I guess. Why do I didn't even remember him talking about this. And this is like early in the season. I was like, you can't say anything about Brett. He's diplomatic immunity. Oh, uh, okay. What country do you think they would have said Brett was from? Well, Switzerland? Unclear. <laughs> what country do you think Joan's from? Unclear. She honestly could be from Canada. Canada. <laughs> She's Canadian. Vancouver. Yeah, Vancouver. Whole time. The thing I don't understand Go is... Go Canucks. Can you actually have diplomatic immunity? Oh. If you're the daughter of a diplomat? You, I don't know. I didn't know diplomats had immunity. That seems not like a good idea. I don't know. I, I don't know. know these things. I'm going to Google it. Diplomatic immunity is a form of legal immunity that ensures diplomats are given safe passage and are not considered and are considered not susceptible to lawsuit or prosecution under the host country's laws, although they may still be expelled. So she could still leave the country. Like she could still be forced out of the country. Like it's not Yeah. Yes, she can still leave the country, but can she be convicted of a crime? She'd be expelled from a country and, and I think convicted in her home country. Well, apparently they can't even do that because no. she just walks off scot-free. Right. She's like, they're not my friends. Yeah, of course you don't have friends. Right. Also, I don't think that means... Like, they're the only people you hang out with all day and you're like, they're not my friends. Cool, Joan. Good no, for you. No friends. You sad, sad, lonely person. Also, she can't just, like, go around killing people. Like, I'm pretty sure that that's not okay. Like, I'm pretty sure diplomat kids are Well, aren't if it makes you feel better, she didn't kill anyone. Right. She's like, this is ridiculous. He is alive. We are not getting in trouble. What are we doing? Well, we don't know. Donna, Donna immediately pivots to, to crying and telling Charles that, <laughs> A that man did it. it was Brett and DuPont. And she's just glad that, they're, that DuPont's dead now. Well, she is. She is happy. Uh, yeah. This is nonsense. Oh, my God. This is such she's, nonsense. We'll, we'll get there. Uh, Brett tells Charles... Uh, to give him like a lowball thing and then he'll argue it down to community service or he'll release the sex tape. Charles just walks out and FP and Jughead <laughs> walk in with these shit-eating grins 
And what, what's it called? The things that you put on your uh, brass, brass knuckles. knuckles. They put on brass knuckles. I have a lot of issues with this. And game. just beat the tar out of ch- out of bread. I have a lot of issues with this. This betrayal from his best friend. <laughs> well, obviously that's the first issue. But the thing that I don't understand is that like this this is bad. Like you can't like this do is objectively this. yeah. Like you can't do this when you're trying to serve justice also, with the like, FBI. We're well past the point where I want to see Brett beaten up. Yeah, like, he's I been, think Brett's great. Right, he's the best one. <laughs> and like to be like this is cathartic for everyone. No, what? but they won't beat up. Jo- uh, do this to Hiram. I'll feel pretty happy. Oh my god, thank god Hiram's not in this episode. Mm. Oh, I really hope that the back Can you imagine if they were like, but of course the real mastermind to all this, (laughs) Hiram (laughs) Lodge. I would die. If he was like... The other member of your literary society, Hiram Lodge. He's an early investor (laughs) in... He should have gone to Snowball Prep, though. Kind of ridiculous that he didn't. Yeah, like, why? Apparently DuPont hadn't built that school yet, but he (laughs) did. How? I don't get it. Maybe he had, like, a really shitty lull at some point, and he had to build it back up. Like, there's an earthquake, and he has to rebuild it. Very confusing. Uh, (laughs) So, Charles checks back in, and Brett... Face completely broken. It's like, oh, fuck. Oh, God. You can't do this. That is, like, coercion. Right, right. That won't hold up in court. Right, and I understand that we're, like, you know, this is a complicated this situation. Is, this is my beef, though. Why introduce a character like Charles, who works for the FBI, if his entire existence is a guy breaking every FBI <laughs> rule to help out people he likes, and then introduce a character like Hermosa Lodge, who... <laughs> has no rules and yet <laughs> follows them all the time. Right. Like they they're doing the wrong she should be the one helping with this stuff and Charles should be an opponent for the kids. Why aren't they in love also Charles and Armosa? That would be fun. That would be really You fun. know what? I'm fine with it. Yeah. She's growing on me. She's growing on me too. The 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 assuming that Betty and Veronica were together thing fantastic. That was hilarious. Do it. Do it, show. I, I love how she like she like just assumed so freely, like, like you know, because you're the only two who actually seem to enjoy each other's company <laughs> right. of your group of friends. I love that. So the tapes from behind the Stonewall Crest. Sure, I'm sure the construction team loved being told. Now you have to build a back pocket to this crest. Great, love it. And then okay, okay, so. Uh, Alice does a whole news report on it. Is that also part of her documentary she was making last week? That is dead. <sighs> Who Cause, knows? Because Jughead is not. Uh, but Phallus is on. Phallus is on. So this is a weird fucking family. Until they're not on anymore. Yeah, I, what? FP's leaving. Oh, right. Which we don't, we need to talk about that. doesn't that. mean he's dead. Do we? I mean, we got time now. Yeah. I mean. If they pause production, then like. I guess. Wait, what do you mean? Like, they're not shooting any episodes right now, so, like, right. FP's not leaving anytime soon. Right, that's true, actually. Yeah, because I guess he's still contracted throughout the end of the season. Well, unless they end up, the, yeah, if they're on pause, then they haven't ended the season, like, on my show. Right. They could come back. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, Betty goes to check in on Donna. She's transferring to a new school. Riverdale? 
Imagine. We can only hope. Oh my god, definitely not Riverdale. Donna's got the Baxter Bros contract, I guess, and is relaunching it as Tracy True, I guess. This this contract would absolutely no longer exist. Right. It, who is who is creating who, it? What is that is that board of people who give a shit about the Baxter Brothers still around? They're like, oh, all these people were murdered because of our books? Nah, let's pivot. Let's give it to that one that definitely murdered. <laughs> right. Oh, she was like very much involved. Cool. Betty is like, you won, and I I'm like, what? What? How does she get credit for any of this? She manipulated zero things in this situation. She is a cockroach, not a grand designer. Well, she she protects herself and survives, but she did not. She is not the architect of some grand scheme of any kind. Well, her plan was to go to Stonewall. Right, right, right. Win the contract. Yes. And then make her grandmother, who is dead, happy. Also, how yeah. how old okay. was her grandmother? Okay. So wait, wait. How old was her grandmother? Uh, grandparent aged, about the same age, I guess, as Forsyth or Dupont. I don't. I don't think it really matters how old Jane Dallas Brown was when she died. Well, I guess I thought that she was too like, young to have a child. Right, like I, sixteen. I, I guess, guess not. It, I guess it doesn't. No, matter. he didn't kill them two years or in high school. He right. killed them later in life. Which still doesn't make sense, but okay. Okay, so apparently Jane Dallas Brown was Donna's grandmother, and she dedicated herself to getting to Stonewall for revenge, so she could win the contract, like. What was the end goal here? To just write Baxter Brothers and give right. Tracy True a better part? Right. Or to catch Mr. DuPont? Because if that was the case, why was she against Betty at any point? Wouldn't they have been a team on would, this one? Wouldn't she have been like, hey, Mr. DuPont told me to murder someone. That's bad. Yeah. Can we send him to prison? Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> this makes her why, a why help with the murder part? That's not what you're after. That's not even a little bit your goal. <laughs> you wanted to catch Mr. DuPont for the crime thing. Right. If she went to catch Mr. DuPont for the crime thing, she should be equally as upset about other people like Mr. DuPont getting away with killing other people. She shouldn't be like, I want to do the crime thing. Yeah, what? <laughs> Unless she really just is a psychopath who just wanted to write these books. And Donna, did. Donna didn't achieve anything. Things just happened to her. Well, in her perfect world, Jughead is dead. She gets the book with all of the other people. Cool. And then what? You're going to write a million dollar book about Tracy <laughs> True. And then you're going to split it five ways. Like, it's not even like a, I want to do more with the IP or anything mm. like that. She just wanted to, I don't know what she wanted to do. They're like, you want revenge on DuPont. Did she? Why? What did she do that implied she wanted revenge on DuPont? Not a goddamn thing. And she worked with him. Right. She did everything he asked. Right. <laughs> she would have had to know that all of this would play out exactly the way it did, which would have been impossible. Insane. Like, this script is giving her so much credit for things she object- She did not do. <laughs> she was in zero control of this situation. Yeah. The entire time. Not fans. Not fans of Donna anymore. Though she's a delight to watch, truly. So Betty Betty gives her a ruling that she has to walk away from the contract. She doesn't get to profit off of any of this. Great. If Donna doesn't walk away from the contract and all of it, Betty will release the information that she's related to Jane Dallas Brown, which 
is a, not bad. That will no. help her. No. That's not, oh, no, then everyone will know that you're literary royalty or whatever. Well, I guess the idea is that DuPont claimed he created Tracy True. Sure. So she's... But Jane Dallas Brown doesn't have proof that she created Tracy True. Right. That's not the evidence that Betty is threatening to release. It's just to release that Donna is related to this woman that DuPont killed. Right. Right. None of it makes sense. That doesn't hurt Donna in any way. No. This this really makes no sense. And then, then Betty gets like a slow-mo walk-away tall moment <laughs> that she didn't earn. No. This is a, a pretty confusing plot line. My favorite scene is the one with Jughead and Betty cleaning up the sex bunker, basically both going, so what was the point of all this? And going, I don't know. Maybe there will be a point at some point. <laughs> right now, bleh. <laughs> Which, which is such a weird admission for a show to take. It was like, wow, that was a huge waste of time and a giant wash. Well, maybe not, but I don't know what it was yet. But right now, for sure it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll find a meeting at some point, I guess, maybe, or we don't. Wouldn't it be great if they then it was like flash forward to summer break senior year and Jughead was dead again? And we oh, did when they, it again. Listen, when they when Archie is like, I want to do a toast. I was like, do it again, do it again, do it again. Oh my god, that'd be great. Uh, first, we get a scene with uh, Cheryl, who's like, Oh, Jughead's alive. Yeah, it makes sense. Nobody's really dead in Riverdale except my brother. <laughs> he's I, I he's hella dead. <laughs> I didn't see. That's the thing. It's like the gargoyle game thing. I know that we like were like, okay, it's silly, whatever. But the fact that like for a second. The pieces were adding up. There to were no pieces. There You're were. absolutely wrong. Cheryl believed that Jason was alive. Oh, Cheryl believed that Jason was alive? Oh, well, if was- Cheryl believes something's happened, of course it's real. Well, okay, can we talk about how great of a twist it was that Jason's body was like she was just talking to Jason's body and then it got a hilarious in retrospect <laughs> but I would have loved to have like one shot of her just like talking to a corpse in the room yeah her going that's right JJ yeah well, uh, bef- yeah I know later they did it and it's not the same no like, like at first it was so haunting to watch her do that and it was so upsetting and then it just got fun and the fact that like God, we really thought that this whole Julian thing was going to result in Trevor Stein getting to be on the stupid show Would've and have so lines cool. and be like, "Hi, I'm Trevor." But Trevor instead, had a nice voice. <laughs> We've all learned. But instead, they just didn't. <laughs> anyway, Julian. not the point. Julian. Uh, but she does be like, "I don't know. You and Archie felt pretty real," which is so fun that everyone, everyone's like, "Nah, it's probably going to happen." It really feel like I'm getting set up for them to be like, of course that's not going to happen. Varchi forever at the end of the season. I just, I, okay. So Bughead and, I mean, okay, one, first of all, anybody who's like, they call Jughead Bughead, Bughead is the ship name of Betty and Jughead. I want to clarify this again. Cause I'm Who are you yelling people, at? Yelling at people on the internet. Okay? Anyway, so... Fans who are passionate enough to be mad at me for not knowing Jughead's name, but not passionate enough to know that Betty and Jughead equals Bughead. Anyway, I think Betty and Jughead at least have... They have serious chemistry, and I think part of it is because they're dating in real life. Yeah. Like, if, if you... I get why people ship them. Like, I, I ship them. Like, sure. Why yeah. not? I ship it. I certainly don't ship them with anybody else on the show. <laughs> John. Um, no, you don't actually ship... Barchi. I want to see Barchi. Right. But I want to see if it can work. 
Right. But it's not like you're like, oh. So I think Lily Reinhardt is a pretty good actress and can create chemistry. And, like, she is friends with KJ, so, like, they could do chemistry. Yeah. I think she's a great actress. I think that she could pull off chemistry with pretty much anyone. So I'm not really concerned about that. I would like to see it because I would like to see something different. I don't think Archie and Veronica have any chemistry. No. They have, like, sexual chemistry. Yeah, they're both hot. Right, exactly. They're cool. both hot, and, like, they both apparently have no issues with having sex in the high school, which There's I just, think is a problem. It, oh, I'm... It... This... It's the weirdest fucking show where, like, the writers only have to do the lip service for a relationship and don't have to actually show... Yeah. ...people in a relationship. Right. They just have to have two hot people in the room, and they go, they like each other. For us in the audience, go, nice, that's right, great. Right, yeah, good for them. I think the mm-hmm. one that worked, the, the ones that work best for Archie are the musician girls. Uh, Val know. and Josie, I thought, I thought functioned better. Cause, like, they, it felt like they had chemistry and they had stuff in common and stuff to talk about. I'm going to be honest, I never really felt like like anybody worked with Archie. Really? Nobody? Yeah, nobody. I, not that it, I'm like, eh, okay. I never really felt like Archie connected with anyone on like a deeper level. Like I always well, kind when of, he was about music, right? <laughs> those girls were the deeper level. Yeah, like Val and Archie. I guess I was most into. Imagine if you went on a date. With, like, a really attractive boy with red hair. And you're yeah. like, oh, what do you do for fun? It's like, well, I run a boxing gym that's also, <laughs> like, a safe haven for, for youths in my town. You're, like, amazing. But, like, I, I only did that after I got out of prison. Oh, uh, no. Because I <laughs> murdered somebody. I was really into music before that and football. And- huh <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, he's so hot I would stay. Yeah. <laughs> for three years. Oh. Minimum. And then he would drum and dump me for like somebody as hot as Veronica. Mm. So that's where we would be. I feel like people think I don't like Archie. It's not that I don't like Archie. I just don't, I don't get him. I think that's what it is. Because the thing is, Jughead, we wouldn't be friends, but like, I get his interests. Archie, the character, has the same problem that I think... Superman has? I was going to say Superman or even Captain America has. Yeah. Where they're like so unapologetically good. Right. That... You don't find them relatable. I would say the thing that Marvel always figured out about Captain America is that his his big deal is that he pushes back against the world. Yeah. Uh, Archie doesn't. Archie just gets knocked around by the world. <laughs> uh, he gets beaten up by by reality every right. day. And I like when they lean into the fact that he is dumb. Mm, That's yeah. my favorite. I know. Me too. I I watched the first ha- uh, Captain America on a plane, like only half of it, because then the plane landed, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've never gone back. I think I will now that Disney Plus is a thing. But uh, I remember being really taken with that character. He's great. Yeah, I think but, I think that that one's probably one of the better origin stories they've done. Question though, does he ever does he ever realize that maybe the good guys aren't the good guys? That's kind of his whole arc. Okay, good. Because I was so like, like by be- by the third one, he's a. Like, he's fighting against the government. Right. Okay, uh, good. Yeah. Cool. Good. Because I was like, mm, it seems like if we're just fighting he was, Nazis... I mean, the fact that... Yeah, World War II was a simpler time. Right. And every other movie he has is about the shades of gray that enter society after that. Yeah. And how a World War II idealist... Um, good versus bad. ...deals with that. Yeah. That makes sense. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Archie doesn't really have that. The world's never been a good place for him. <laughs> Always been bad. Right. Uh, the stuff with the the kids was, I think, closer 
to what you want to see. For some reason, they just can't give him, like, an interest that we, the audience, are like, cool, I'll enjoy watching him do that thing. Right, yeah. Although, the same is said for Veronica. You know, Archie yeah. and Veronica, their interests are, like, making rum, running businesses, getting into fights, and none of that is as entertaining as just trying to solve the goddamn mystery. So, like, just put them on the mystery team. Making Like, why, why has there never been a mystery for the four to solve that they all need to solve together? Why are they only right. Jughead, Betty things? Well, it seems like Jughead and Betty take, like, the more noir mystery... Actually, I don't know about that. Maybe they take the more weird mysteries, like the more Agatha Christie shit. Yeah. And then Archie and Veronica get the like, mob boss. Like, they're in The Godfather, and they're in, like, Mystery on the Orient... Murder on the Orient. Sure. Right. Veronica only gets Hiram plots, but the longer Hiram is around, the less teeth he has as a character. Exactly. So, like, what are we doing? I wish Hiram was, like, less of a person and more of, like, a dark shadow in the... He was so threatening in season one. Right. And his arrival in season two is incredible. And then the next episode, he's like, why don't you like me, daughter? I love you so much. (laughs) Like, why... How did they lose the thread on that guy so fast? I know. I know. Why is my relationship with the show all I wish it were better? I know, but that's okay, because we're having fun. Because, because, you know what? They're trying. I know this sounds weird, but they're taking big fucking swings. And they're doing it confidently. And I don't think you can say that about a lot of things. I don't think that's confidence. <laughs> I think that's truly believing that, that, that like, they is- can do no, that they are the best. Oh, I don't think, I don't, I don't think so. I love the characters because they're so wild. Like, I think Jughead is truly one of the most outlandish popular characters to have ever existed in teen television. I think he feels the like- casting department on this show for the kids has mm-hmm. been incredible. Incredible. Not always as good for the adults. In the well, room. Who, who are you unhappy about? Just not not the main crew. Just like minor guest players never seem to understand what the tone of the show is. That's fair. By the way, uh, one of the future episodes is called Killing Mr. Honey, I think. Oh. Because there's, there's the movie Killing Miss Tingle, which is, or... What? Te- it's actually called Teaching Miss Tingle. I believe Kevin Williamson wrote it. Okay, then I'm not sure if any of this is related to that. No, I don't. Because Killing Mr. Honey could very well be, like, a book that we've never heard of. No, I'm pretty sure it's this. Let me Google it real quick. Um, Because it's, it's like, about killing a teacher, basically. Sure. Yeah, Killing Mr. Honey. Holden Honey is his name. Very fun. Anyway, yeah. I have... Rumor mill? No, we didn't finish the episode. <laughs> Wait, is that over? No. Legally, no. Mr. Honey Hassle a Jughead back into school. Legally? And he's like, sure. oh, I hope my credits transfer, which is such a fucking weird thing to say after everything he's been through. <laughs> That's actually hilarious, uh, though, because it's so ironic. Forsyth and FP are just hanging out and talking, so I guess we just solved years of abuse. Mm. That's so easy. No, no, his book made him sad. So it's fine. <laughs> He didn't leave because he didn't like you. I mean, yes, he was a drunk. He did beat you. All those things happened. But he left because he thought he might get murdered. The book made him sad. That's why he left. Archie uh, wants to make a vow at, 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 at dinner at Pops. Cute. And everyone's like, oh, no, last time we did that, Jughead got murdered. I mean, Which not is like, right now. From their point of view, <laughs> that 
clink did not lead to, oh no, Jughead. Like that for us, yes. But for <laughs> right, the characters, yeah. things were pretty well for a while. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but uh, Jughead's like, I'm pretty sure Archie and I aren't graduating. But he's <laughs> like, you're gonna graduate. We're all gonna work to make you graduate. Sure. That's what the rest of the season will be about. No more weirdness, just graduating. And then Kevin <laughs> swings it. by with a sign-up sheet for the talent show. So yeah, what... What happens now? They do a talent show, John. That's what happens now. <laughs> That's the rumor mill? Yeah. Because now we're in it. Now they're doing a talent show. If no one gets murdered at the talent show, I think they need to kill a main character. It can be Hiram. It can be Kevin. <laughs> Just off the top of my head. <laughs> Why not Hiram? <laughs> <laughs> well, Hiram not being here is nice. The stakes feel pretty low. Mm. Yeah. It's Riverdale. Well, everything is, like, so bananas that, like, what could possibly happen that would be crazy. The only thing that could happen is if something kind of grounded happens where, like, Betty and Jughead get into a car accident and then Jughead dies, for example. (laughs) If Jughead died the very next episode, that would be the greatest thing. (laughs) But no It's like, what was the meaning of all this? None. Oh, he's dead anyway. No. Wouldn't that be kind of fascinating though like if they just had like a loss that they i mean i guess obviously of course uh fred andrews but like a loss that was just built into the show that wasn't a mystery and they were trying to untangle it that's what they did though they They could have done that with you know fred right but i also understand why you don't do that you don't do that with fred dude i don't i don't i'm genuinely not excited for the rest of the season oh really well i it fucking you're going to have to talk about it with me for a long time. blowing my mind that they did a cliffhanger at the end of last season, spent an entire season building up to this story, and then just did it in three. Yeah. Like, this was the arc of the year, and it's just done Over. now? Yeah. When this was episode, what, 16 of the season? That's they had six more. Do you think that they'll do the full six? No, um, I mean, listen, real world, I think that they should cancel releases of all the rest of their episodes. If they find out that the rest of the season isn't happening, a decision that yeah. might be coming down the pipe sooner rather than later, then they should just hold those episodes and start next season with them. And I don't know, maybe that could help their storytelling. Uh, Let me see if it says how many, uh, how many episodes they're planned to do. Well, we're definitely going to get the musical episode. Um, I think they should hold it. I mean, they I might. think it should be the season premiere of next season. This is such a good stopping point. That why? Because if they have to later just put out an episode that has an odd cliffhanger and goes, that's all we shot for the season, that's so much worse than this. Well, okay, so right now um, they have chapter 73. That's, that's This one. Yeah, this one. Then they have an episode planned for April 8th, which is Chapter 74, Wicked Little Town, which I believe is the musical episode. Right. That's what mm-hmm. the Kevin thing is building. Yeah. Towards. So it's 17, 18, and 19 are the only ones that right now have episode titles. So I have a feeling... That doesn't mean anything, though. It doesn't, but I have a that feeling... That just means they have outlines. Yeah. I have a theory that they probably... Not a theory. I have a suspicion that they probably filmed at least the whole musical episode. I'm telling you, they probably have three episodes done. Three, right. maybe four. Well, that's what I'm ahead saying. Ahead of time. 17, 18, 19. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they should release them. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Um, 
But I don't really know how that would work in the sense of, like, contracts and stuff. You know? I Yeah, that's not where my head's at. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think... Listen, everyone. Everyone's talking about the 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 economy and the financial implications of this thing, and that is truly the least of my concerns. And I'm getting mad that everyone cares so much about it. Well, People are dying. Yeah. Well, I think, like chill with the money. Chill, chill with the money. Yeah. I mean, I think that the reason why a lot of the social isolation has a lot to do with not overwhelming hospitals, so we can save more lives. And that will lead to, obviously, issues like this one. Creatively, though, from a creative standpoint, I see why you would want them to just end here. Yeah. Though I think opening on a musical episode would be a little fascinating, too. Are you kidding? The musical episodes are some of the best Riverdale episodes because they check in with every character and figure out where they're heading from there. It's a great way to start a season. Wouldn't it be funny if Sweet Pea, like, got into Stanford and were like, I'm really smart and I have leadership skills from being in the gang? I deserve this. So How would he pay for Stanford? The the serpents would get together and do a car wash. Oh, you know what? That would have been a great serpent plot line. Right. Ooh, that's interesting. The show will never do it. No. I think that the serpents are gone. Yeah. Gone. I've been saying that all season. They, what are you talking about? Yeah, I think that they went home for Dragon's funeral and then they disbanded again. So, but yeah. They were like, I guess I gotta be a serpent again for one day. Put on the jacket. I hope everybody else got work. <sighs> this just bums me out. You could have done this storyline over the whole rest of the season. You know? It, yeah. Did they figure out their mystery and then go, I guess we just don't have that much. Why? 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 John, we don't know what why? darkness lurks in the hearts of man. If just... It, like... Jughead not cooling them in on it would have made this something that could have lasted like two more episodes. Well, I was I think that it was I think that waste, was a mistake. Yeah, waste opportunity to put some real conflict into the Jughead. Because then, Betty then thing. what would be the meaning of the whole Stonewall arc? Oh, Jughead faking his death and alienating all of his friends for a while would have been huge for the character and for right. everyone else. It would have caused him to break up with Betty, and still the Betty Archie thing could have happened, well, and it would have been far more dramatic and 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 long reaching. And I and I again again we keep coming back to it again. Why won't they hurt these people? Right. Why like, do well, they, they will? Fe- they will hurt They'll them. They'll physically hurt them, <laughs> but they will never emotionally damage these characters. Though they should be so very emotionally damaged by right. and Yeah, and they do the therapy episode. Yeah. Uh, but, like, are- that scratch me at straws to build that. And they could have real issues with each other. You know what show did this pretty well? Um, Faking Death? Uh, no. No, definitely not. With the show One Tree Hill. When yeah. it came to, like, okay, so the show starts with... A couple. I mean, it it brings people together. It's like basically two brothers on opposite sides of one is rich, one is kind of poor, one is uh, the the Ill- illegitimate son of like the town's like most like rich like citizen basically or whatever, and then the other one is the son that he chose to raise. This guy got two women pregnant at the same time, <laughs> which is an insane premise, but actually causes like a lot of drama. Um, and it brings people together, but it's never afraid to cause, like, actual, like, breakups with people. Like, mm-hmm. real bad shit. Like, at one point, like, the couple that you, that get gets married in high school and is, like, definitely, like, you feel like, oh, end game forever. Like, they go through, like, almost, like, on the brink of divorce. It's, like, really bad. It's, like, he becomes, like, an alcoholic. Like, lots of stuff happens. Like, the two best friends 
or like ride or die best friends, like they separate and they actually go like many episodes without being friends. It's really good at that. Like it's really good at bringing people up to find the drama and bringing them together and to like letting them like breathe as characters. Yeah. Like obviously there's like the couples that like fall back together, but for the most part, like you're allowed to really play with like different pairings and things. The, the strength of the high school drama format is that, no matter what drama is going on in these kids' lives, they have to be in the same building right. for eight hours a day every weekday. So, yeah, your enemy, the girl who stole your boyfriend, the boy who stole your girlfriend, you're going to have to see them all the time. Right. And that's why it's such a firecracker of dramatic tension uh, for storytelling. And the fact that the show avoids high school like the plague, I don't think they quite get that. Well, I think it's a show that is playing with a lot of genres. It's like it wants to be the mystery show. It wants to be like the big supernatural occasionally thing. Right, but it only wants the texture of those things. Right, but it... It doesn't want to actually have a dialogue with any of those things. Right. It wants... They just want to crib cinematic language. Right. But I think that's kind of the, that's kind of the fun of it, too. Is, are, are people having fun? You're like, am I having Why fun? Why am I not having fun? I think that you expect a lot from this show. Maybe because we talk about it all the time. I, I don't think I'm asking for too much here. <laughs> I think I'm asking for a kind of basic storytelling structure and like ideas that would be like, oh, that would open up more stories. But instead, I shouldn't, at this point in the season, I shouldn't be watching an episode going, oh, what are they going to do now? Like in a general, like, there's no story left to tell right. kind of feeling. I do also think that this story should have ended with some sort of cliffhanger or something. Or it should have been harder. Right. Like, this should have been way harder to do. Well, I wouldn't have minded if this ended if it set up something else. It was so easy. Why does every family member have a lawyer or a detective (laughs) in the family? Wait, hold on. Let's go through the family. Mary is a lawyer in Archie's life. Mary's a lawyer in Archie's life. In, in, uh, oh my god, Betty's storyline, it's Charles. Yeah, and FP is a Fucking sheriff. And then Jughead, it's FP. And And his grandfather, who's apparently a detective. Is he a detective? He spent all this time on the run building a case against DuPont. I guess. Yeah, I mean, is a detective adjacent. He's as much of a detective as Jughead is. Yeah, well, (laughs) the the whole thing. Veronica has Hermosa. Yes. Um, Cheryl just is fucking crazy. Cheryl doesn't count. Right, but like, you know. We could even... Cheryl's not in this show. Just spin Cheryl off. Honestly, she's the one who you want. Would What would you do a Cheryl spinoff about? Each episode would be an anthology thing about its own story, where Cheryl gets to play, you know, because Cheryl's different every episode. A different uh, It's a different itself. Cheryl. It's a different uh, style of, of, of show every time. Like, like it's a continuing narrative, but it's a different genre every episode, and Cheryl acts completely differently every that episode. That would be so fun. So like she'll follow up the rom com episode with Tony with like a with like a season of the witch uh, kind of supernatural thing Let's the next episode, but it's still the same continuing story. Like yeah, that makes sense. And only she's able to understand why this is all, or like it's kind of in her head. It's implied that it's all in her head. That's really cool. Would be very weird, but I love it. What if? What is it? It's kind of like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. 
But right? all Cheryl. Right, but all Cheryl. All the time. Like, the idea is that, like, every ep- That's the one thing I wasn't on board at first for MCU, where it was, like, every every movie was, like, a different tone. Like, I didn't love that, but now I appreciate They're it more. They're not that totally distinct. Although, yeah, like, there's a very huge difference between an Ant-Man movie versus a uh, Black Widow movie. Yeah, well, those aren't even the ones that I would think... What else is there? There's, like, some darker ones. What's, like, the darkest Marvel movie? Probably Civil War. Yeah, like, script-wise, Thor Ragnarok involves a lot of people dying, but that one's actually yeah. pretty light. That uh, one's pretty fun, actually. They don't get that dark. No, that really one's don't. funny. Yeah. It's kind of like DC, actually, then. Yeah. No, it's a little... Those I, are, I really liked Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn's great. Shazam's pretty good. Yeah, Aquaman's Shazam's really a great good. time. Like, they're, they've kind of figured it out of late, and the last yeah. thing I want right now is another goddamn Batman movie to... to push them back in that other direction. Well, Guys, I'm so fucking done with Batman. Here's the thing. If every single character could just have their own standalone movie, I wouldn't mind. They used to do that. Right, exactly. Like, if we could just do that, I don't care. DC, go do that. It's clear. You don't want to see any of these guys meet each other? No, not at all. Why don't we need that? Hmm. Why can't Harley Quinn's universe exist in a universe where she has her own version of the Joker, her own version of Batman? It can. It can. It it should. I just... I'm like, the creative director there's, now. There is joy in having char- these characters meet. Eh. But they are, they are picking some ones that will never meet. Like, they don't meet in the comics. They don't hang out. Right. Shazam doesn't know Harley Quinn. Well, <laughs> that's... Yeah, that's not a universe, I think, that will bleed into the Harley Quinn. But, like, Quinn's. you know, you... I like You got movie. Wonder Woman, and, like... Batman and Wonder Woman didn't even kiss, did they? Okay, I don't... Listen, Batman and Wonder Woman were never a couple in the comics. And then they made the animated Justice League show, and everyone was like, oh, they should kiss. (laughs) Uh, And then I guess that's all Zack Snyder ever saw when he made his Justice League movie, because that was also like, they should kiss. But did they? No. They didn't, right? No, they did not. But like, it felt like they would. She's too old for him. Oh my god, that's horrible. (laughs) Not Leonardo DiCaprio's Batman, jeez. Ugh. No, I mean, like, she lives forever. I know. That's weird. But, like, I mean, they're about the same age now, theoretically. Actually, she's probably, like, 20 years younger than Ben Affleck. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how old she is. Have you ever seen Kate McKinnon's Wonder Woman impression? No. Or not Wonder Woman, but her Gal Gadot? No. It's very good. Did you, did you see the one where the two lesbians come to uh, Amazon Island and meet no. Wonder Woman? That's they're like, fun. none of you? Because there's a vibe here. (laughs) (laughs) That's very funny. I love that. I will look that up now. Imminently. (laughs) So do you have any rumor mills? Haven't we been... No, this is my issue. This is why I've been bitching this whole time. There is no rumor mill stuff. What do we have left to figure out? I guess the tapes? Whatever that was. Wait, are the tapes still in play? Are we still trying to figure out the tapes? Well, they did not imply that Brett's tapes were those tapes. They but if they want didn't. to just not do that storyline, they could just next episode say, also those tapes were Brett's tapes. Thank God those tapes are Brett's tapes. Right, that mystery solved. Yeah, they never went back there. Yeah. Will Archie's uncle come back? I don't care. I don't want him to. I can't believe they did that storyline, the mercenary storyline. <laughs> like, I truly... Like... <laughs> Like, all of a sudden. Just the most insane thing I've ever seen. I honestly really do love the insanity, though. Like, when things get crazy, 
Look, I'm going to find good story development on a different platform. This is not what That's I That's the thing, though. That that individual story didn't bother me on its own. Really? I just on wanted it to... I just... You can do the most insane thing ever. I just need it to mean something when it's over. Yeah, now Mad Dog is clearly addicted to drugs. Right, that's that's my... Like, Mad Dog's Head fine. Headcanon. Head uh, no, that's why we don't see him anymore? Right, he has problems. He has problems bigger than we can deal with on Riverdale. Maybe. Yeah. It's so funny to me, and just to go back to this, and I know we've been talking for almost two hours, I think that... Riverdale's a little afraid to be too real, and that's why they lean into insanity. Which is weird, because it wasn't in season one. In season so, like, what one, happened was, behind the scenes? It was pretty, uh, it was pretty, I mean, I wouldn't Someone say. made a decision to make the show more cartoonish after yeah. that year, even though everyone's, no, every, I, I feel like everyone agrees that that was the best year of the show. I, I understand why they wanted to get away from the heroine. Why? Objectively, I, it, it does the same things that Jingle Jangle and, and, and Fizzle Rocks did. I under, I think, and I'm just like speculating, I think that that storyline they didn't want to bring into like the comic world. I think it's really real for people. And even though Jingle Jangle is Wasn't essentially the, pitch, the same. Though? I don't know. But I think that they like the comic-y thing. I, look at everything else on the CW. Like really, like everything else. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of shows that I guess maybe like kind of skew on the edge of like a little real but for the most part it's very you know we know what a cw show is we know that it's like very world buildy very kind of skews a little comic book in nature a lot of them are literally based on a comic book i think that but i think that time's ending it might. I mean, the CW was very different 10 years ago than like, it is today. Their superhero stuff kind of just peaked. Yeah. And with Arrow on the way, Arrow gone, like, that kind of opens the door for all of them to kind of go away. Is the Flash ending? Flash hasn't said that it's ending, but it sure feels like it ran out of story fuel right. a long time ago. What about Supergirl? That's Supergirl, been a couple of seasons. Supergirl is, definitely has its best years behind it already. Okay. Uh, people like Black Lightning. I have not kept up with Black Lightning. I think Batwoman is great, actually. Yeah. That one has been coming, has been having one of the best debut seasons, and I'm super upset that's going to be cut short also. Yeah. And then what else? Legends of Tomorrow is fantastic. That can go yeah. on forever. All the other ones could die, and Legends of Tomorrow could, could still continue on and be a happy show. It's a, it is a happy show? Oh, yeah. Cool. That's cute. That show didn't really figure out what it was until somewhere in season two. And it was and like, then, happy show. Then it was like, oh, we're just, like, it's nutty, but it also uses the nuttiness to mean something all the time. I wonder if we can learn anything from that. God, I wish. Yeah. But you know what, guys? Uh, I feel like superlatives... Uh, let's see. Most Poirot. Not Jughead. Don't make me do it. Mm, who else would it be? Jughead's grandpa <laughs> for just doing things. Best entrance. Mm, Jughead's grandpa? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Flanked by FP and Charles. Best line, Hermosa. Worst murderer, Joan. Oh, poor Joan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, best, best, best conclusion jump to, Hermosa's. What if, uh, what if jo- they blamed all this on Jonathan? They could have. They should have. And then he killed himself because of the grief. Oh, so sad. Uh, best dive through a window, Ooh. Mr. Chipping. Yeah, I think. Sorry, Dupont. Sorry. You're not even better at that. Ugh, so sad. Anyway, what are you looking forward to? Having the internet. Aww. Being able to go back to the gym. 
Um, no, in all seriousness, I ordered a video game called The Dreams. And it is the Dreams. from Dreams. It's okay. just called Dreams. Dreams. Uh, it's from the creator of uh, these games called Little Big Big Planet. If you ever played those, that sounds really familiar, but I haven't played it. There were these very fun side-scrolling games on the PlayStation Three and Four. I never had that. But Dreams is specifically a game where you make games. What? So it teaches you like real basics video game design in a fun way. And That's apparently, so cool. it's got like a social feature where. Everyone uploads their games onto the internet, so you can, through dreams, play everyone's dreams. Uh, That's so cool. And I want to see if I am any good at it, if I can get any good at it. Yeah. I'd love to play around in that world a little bit and make my own little mini games. Yeah, can you explain, like, when you say games, you don't mean, like, The Last of Us. You mean, like, pop? No, no, something a bit simpler, I think. I don't know how long they can really be. Right. I'd love to push that limit if I get good at it. Yeah. But, like, I was thinking, like, oh, so, like, if I get into this, I could make a little model of, like, the Warner Brothers lot and make yeah. a game that's tour guide racing where you're, like, where you would, like, Fun. race along in go-karts around there or, uh, or um, golf carts around there. That's cool. Yeah, that's yeah, cute. There, that's people funny. make, like, adventure games or shooters, Pongs. Uh, you probably can't make The Sims in it. But right. some people just make little models of things, and then you can... Because of the way the game works, you can then go on and be like, oh, I'm going to use this person's digital model of, like, a chicken dinner and just put it into this level yeah. so I don't have to make that myself. That's, like, really interesting. I don't understand exactly how it will work. Like, I can't even conceptualize it. But if I'm going to be trapped at home a lot in the no, days to come... you're going to make a Hell lot. yeah. Yeah, you should absolutely do that. I'm Like, let us play your game when it's done. Yeah. But I'm very confused about how it would work, like... I just don't have any idea, but I'm sure. I'm sure they give you like templates. Yeah, they there's. It's like you you build mo- 3D models by like basically molding clay within the game engine itself. Wow. Uh, and then you like. I'm not quite sure after that. There's a lot of tutorial stuff I'm going to be playing yeah, through for sure. that apparently is very fun. People have been raving about this one, and I thought now was the perfect time to uh, have it in my life. Assuming yeah. mail is still delivered at some point this week, I'll have it. I think it will be. Just let me know. Uh, let me know when it's all done. Yeah. So um, when I want to have anything worth playing. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So my thing's not as exciting, but uh, I'm. I enjoyed the show. I am not okay with this on Netflix. Yeah. Only seven episodes, between twenty and thirty minutes long each. Um, really great fun binge. Thought it had a lot to say. It's kind of like the only thing I can really compare it to is like, what if Carrie didn't go to the prom, but, like, had kind of a different trajectory in high school. That one's a comic book also. Yeah, I've never read the comic book, but but it's really good. I'm excited. I might actually read the comic. If I kind of want to read the comic. Yeah, like, if it's... Because the show, you can tell that it is intended to be a season two. Like, mm-hmm. there's going to be more, I hope. Um, so, so I'm hoping I can read the comic and maybe get ahead of it. You want to know... Sorry, I'm, I'm cutting in. Um, the most insane thing about all of... The production stuff. What? All of the cans. All of the all of the pilots have been canceled. Yeah. So, listeners, this means that next year there's going to be a lot of shows getting second seasons that might not have otherwise. Ooh. What does that mean for entertainment? What kind of what shows are going to really blossom in the second season that might never have had, or which yeah. ones are going to reveal that there really wasn't more to do there? Hmm. 
I don't know if there's any show that I'm excited about right now that's in its first season, actually. Yeah. That's not like a Netflix show, which doesn't really do pilot season. Mm-hmm. That's year-round. Yeah, so... Yeah, like, I kind of liked Emergence, but I never finished it. I kind of liked... Um, was the Kobe Smulders one? Stumptown, mm. but, I, but I fell off the wagon on that too. Right, I know that's that happens to me. It's a lot always this is us. Ah, uh, yes, I'm not. I'm not caught up. Though. You're not caught up. Well, I'm what was up. the last episode? Uh, oh shoot, I'm not caught up either. They no. had the one where they go to the cabin. Right. They had the one after with that. Kevin and Rebecca spending the day together. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. and then there's a new one I think where she goes to New York with him. Right, I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen that one. Either. That's the one I missed. Okay, like, good. The one with same Kevin, page. her, the the one where Kevin's like, oh, if TMZ cops breaking in, that would actually play. Right, is, is like one of my favorite things. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Who do you think the uh, the mom of Kevin's kid is? It's probably what's her name, Madison. Madison. Do you yeah. know that's the showrunner's wife? I did not know that. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, good for that actress that like this little thing turned out to be such a thing. No, she's gonna be fine no matter yeah, what happens. She'll, she she doesn't need this. Um, <laughs> but it's so cute. I think they're doing a lot of work to make her seem like more of a character than she was when she started. I actually already liked her a lot. I really got her, I think, because we're pretty similar people. Mm. So, <laughs> Do you go to uh, weight support groups? Not uh, anymore. <laughs> um, no, Madison is really good. I like her a lot. She's, a, she's like a very... Um, fun character for them to add. She's just one I forget about. And then right. she comes in like, oh, right, you exist. Yeah. Oh, you're nice, I guess. I can't really remember No, she's you. nice. I also think that she wants to be Kate's friend so badly. And, like, they are best friends It's now. a little bit like a sitcom friend where you're like, my life is dedicated to you. <laughs> right, I love it, though. But, like, you can tell that they, like, actually are friends. But, like, it's nice. Yeah. I like it a lot. No, no, no. It's very fun considering how they met also. Right, exactly. Because she was kind of an asshole to her. Kate was an asshole. Kate was mean, yeah. Yeah, Kate was really I mean, mean, this girl did not need to be in that support group, but... Well, but she felt like she needed to be in the support group. And that's why support groups exist. Right. Yeah. So, I'm the bad guy. Yeah. Well, I think that also that support group probably really should have... She should have been in a different support group. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not that she didn't have problems. But there might be a support group for her specific thing. Yeah. Mm. So... I get it, but I don't get it. But, like, be nice to Madison. Madison deserves the world. And she's going to have Kevin's baby. Yeah. If they pull a twist where it's not her, I'll be pissed, actually. Well, it might be the woman from earlier in the season, No, nope, don't care. <laughs> I really like that actress, but don't care. Anyway. Anyway. This episode is dedicated to quarantining yourself. Um, if you guys need anything, and I really can't provide much because I'm not going to really be leaving my house much... But, uh, you know, tweet at us. I'm at Riley Tweets. John is off social media. And we're at the Riverdale Register podcast on Instagram. Is that it? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, my God. We've been talking for almost two hours. This has been a long one. I hope you uh, don't mind. (sighs) I'm going to hate editing this. It's so long. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. Because all I do is listen to the whole thing again. Yeah. I'm sorry. Whatever. Maybe we'll be out until Monday. It'll take time. Take all your time. What else are you doing? Take your time. The energy is gone. It'll be okay. Over and out, River Vixens. Wash your hands. Wash your hands.